Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us, MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, whether you're building a deck, a fence, doing some siding, don't pay retail, pay wholesale at Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Find them in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have nearly 155 star reviews? No one has better service and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. Well, the last 24 hours have been something special for the Denver Nuggets organization. Getting ready for Game 2 tonight against the Phoenix Suns down in Phoenix. And of course, Nikola Jokic becoming the first player in franchise history to win the Most Valuable Player Award. Let's go down to Phoenix. I want to bring in our friend Nuggets President Tim Conley. How are you, Tim? I'm good. Thanks for having me. All right, I wanted to ask you and talk to you about the process of getting Jokic from the first time that you saw him to the day that you drafted him, because it is my understanding that his head coach over in Serbia didn't even want him to be part of the 2014 draft. He wanted Nikola to wait until 2015. Yeah, you know, it's we were had pretty good relationships with the team, with the coach, with the agent. Um, we had drafted Joffrey Laverne the previous year, um, same representation, and we were able to bring him over. So we had, uh, I think, uh, established a track record with that group. Um, and then we were lucky um, that they were you know, willing to be creative and kind of keep him in the draft. He stayed one more year, and um, somehow seven years later, we're talking about him being the MVP. When you first scouted him, Tim, what were your impressions of Jokic? Uh, you know, big body, uh, great basketball IQ, uh, saw the game, um, uh, you know, instinctive passer, um, you know, b- below the rim guy, but a creative finisher, uh, a guy that um, you know didn't play a, a real typical style. He was picked at forty-one. Were you hoping he'd be there, or did you think he would be there? Uh, we were hoping, you know, when you you have a an international prospect and you, you kind of tell their group that we, we will take him if he's there. You're, you're crossing your fingers. You're hoping that um, he'll he'll get to where you want him to get. So um, certainly, we were pretty anxious in the draft room as the second round unfolded, and lucky enough, he was there at 41. Looking back over the years that followed picking him, at what point? or points, I should say, did it start to become apparent that this guy could actually could maybe just be more than just a solid player, that he could be as special as we've seen? I think there were three points to jump out. I think you know, we collectively as a staff, we watched his first game after the 2014 draft when he stayed for one more year in Mega, mm-hmm. and he was fantastic. I think he had like 28 uh, 12 and 7, but it was a really creative brand of basketball. You know, it was not a, it was a loud box score. We had a game, I don't know if it was year two or three, at San Antonio when Duncan was still playing, where he was really effective and he's kind of doing the same things we saw in Serbia, but he was doing it against, you know, a Hall of Famer and a, and a Hall of Fame organization. 
And then um, I thought his his playing the Olympics. Um, so when I think back about moments where he looked as if he was going to be more than just a, you know a pretty good NBA player, those three those three moments certainly jump out. But was there a specific moment where you're like, man, I th- I think we've really got something here? Yeah, that first ABA game, the ABA League, when he played um, 2014-2015, so the couple months after the draft. I think that when watching him play, started to compare him to other guys in that 2015 draft class, and uh, we felt pretty confident that he, he would measure up against any of any of those guys. So I, I would say that was the first glimmer of of a guy that you know, had a chance to be special. Was was that a, was that a glimmer knowing that he was drinking two two liter bottles of Pepsi per day? No, we all have our crosses to bear. <laughs> that, that, that's a, that's a pretty big cross for for a, for a professional yeah, athlete. Yeah, I mean, look, his, you know, with the the training room was there wasn't a big budget of the training room for Mega Vizor or Robodina basketball. So right. We felt pretty confident that you know we get him around the right people and we have the right resources. We can preach to him the the importance of of, of a, a bit of a better rounded diet, and a little less Coke, <laughs> Coca Cola. <laughs> Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, just Coca-Cola. checking. Just checking. <laughs> yeah. Want to make sure we're clear on this that there's no margin for error in your answer. No, no. soda, soda, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's what the guy. That's what the guys on the East Coast call it, soda, right? Yeah, soda. What right. do you call it, pop? Well, the Chicago people call it pop. I've always soft called drinks. it soda. I've always called it soda. I don't want to yeah, be soft drinks. Yeah, I don't want to be pigeonholed as a Chicago guy calling. I'm going to get a pop. I'm just going to call it yeah. soda because so people think I'm from Maryland. I like, I like it. Yeah, it's a coveted place to grow up. Really, <laughs> they like to be known as Marylanders. Uh, yeah. We'll want to look ahead to tonight's game, but I want to take a quick step back into some things that some of the guys said after the game. Aaron Gordon said, "Soft is a good way to say how we played. Scared is another way to say it." Jermichael Green said, "I'm embarrassed." Did you have any of those feelings about Game One? Uh, we, we were up seventy to sixty, and we, you know, we stopped executing on both ends. So there was like the game. Mo and I caught up after the game, and we both said the same thing almost at the same time. It was eerily similar to Game One in Portland. They had a nine-point lead. Uh, they got more aggressive. They got more. Um, they got more sharp in their execution, and we wilted. So um, I, I don't think we have that locker room's full of guys that are the opposite of soft, but I'm happy that they were disappointed and excited to see how they respond this evening. When you're in a situation like this coming off that game one, you mentioned you just mentioned coming off of Portland game one and how the team responded. Then, of course, all the times in the bubble last year. So how helpful is it that this team so many times in the last year has shown the resilience to put kind of a, a, shake, a, a shaky part of a game behind them? I think it's a testament to Mo and his staff. We're a resilient group. We don't have a lot of extended losing streaks since Mo's arrived. Um, I think our ability to respond and react is as good as any in the league. So it's one of the parts of the team that I think I'm most proud of. They're going to lose in special sports. We don't hang our heads, and we generally uh, bounce back pretty quickly. 
We are talking with Tim Connolly, Nuggets president, as the Nuggets get ready for game two tonight against the Suns. Objectively speaking, taking your team out of the equation, if I told you that your backcourt would be comprised of a 30-year-old rookie, a guy who was sitting on his couch about a month ago, and two undrafted guards in Monte Morris and the kid from Marquette, would you give that team a shot to have the right to advance to the Western Conference Finals? Ah, Monte was drafted. I mean, 51, but he was drafted. Oh, I'm sorry about that. uh, um, Would I, yeah, I'm obnoxiously optimistic. Would I go to the counter and put some money on it? Probably not. (laughs) 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 When Jamal went down and soon thereafter, Will went down. um, And then PJ, it would be disingenuous to suggest that we had the same expectations. You know, expectations are always um, changing relative to your health and how you're playing. Um, and then we played so well, you know, you start to think, Hey, you know, why not? We got some competitive guys. Uh, I mean, Austin Rivers played a lot of playoff basketball. Faku was a rookie in the NBA, but he's played in so many big international yep. games, whether it's Real Madrid or Argentina national team. Um, so I, I think the cool thing about our team is, you know, it's certainly not the backcourt we had on the whiteboard back in October, November, but they're competitive guys. They're guys that they're not deer in the headlights. Um, you know, they believe, and they they've played enough big moments to justify that belief. You just mentioned Faku, of course, uh, coming in this year and seeing him uh, o- overseas. But has there any been anything about his play this season that has been kind of a pleasant surprise compared to what you were expecting going into the season? You know, it's kind of a left field signing. You know, we had depth in the backcourt, but we we're looking for our human toughness and. Um, that, that guy you know, brings both of those skill sets. Um, so we, we thought he'd be good, but the reality is, you know, he's a five foot ten, twenty nine year old rookie who's never played in the league. Um, we weren't sure how quickly he could acclimate. Um, I think he's done a great job playing on and off the ball, but um, I, I, we'd be lost without him with all the injuries. And to have a guy like that in his first year to have such poise and be really a floor general. And then defensively, you know, he's such a pesk, and he really gets under people's skin. Um, it's we couldn't be more, you know, fortunate to have Faku, and it's been a really, really neat season to watch him grow and develop and kind of find his footing in this league. Uh, speaking of injuries, I believe Michael Porter Jr. will play tonight. What is the status of Will Barton? No, we're, we're fingers crossed. Whenever Will's ready, he's going to play. You know, he's been working his butt off in rehab, and he's been looking better each and every day. But you know, with injuries, it's always going to be up to the player. You know, we, we want to be sensitive to how they feel. So uh, we'll see this evening. Uh, but I know um, he's itching to get out there. Uh, one quick thing before we let you go. I want to get back to Jokic just for a second. Uh, a lot of people probably saw this video. It was out on Twitter when uh, Jokic found out about the award from Adam Silver. And he thanked his teammates. And he thanked the organization. As the guy who pulled the trigger on drafting him, on a personal note, how did you feel when you got the official word? Well, you know, it was surreal. I mean, Eric, you know me really well. Yep. Buddies. I'm a, my title is whatever it is, but in reality, I'm just a kind of a, a sports guy and a basketball nerd. So to, to be, to play some unbelievably small part in, in this, in one of the greatest stories that I think I've ever seen in the sport. And it'll be hard to replicate. Um, it was surreal. It was, a. Uh, one I won't soon forget, and one that was, you know, 
emotional and um, it was special. It was, it was really special. Well, if it ever becomes a trivia question on Jeopardy, who is the guy who drafted Nikola Jokic at number 41 who eventually became the MVP? We will be saying Ar- Arturis Karnasovas, right? <laughs> hey, say the whole staff. No, no one person drafts a player. So. No <laughs> kidding. Denver Nuggets organization. <laughs> Tim, congratulations on being part of such a historic moment for the organization, and best of luck tonight. Thanks for joining us. Thanks as always, guys. I appreciate it. All right, see you, man. Tim Connolly, Nuggets president. Coming up after the break, there's going to be a new member of the Broncos Ring of Fame. Who is he? And who's next? That's next. Guess who's back again? I bet on up, Gonz. I bet on up, Gonz. I bet they know as soon as we walk in. Showed up, I'm wearing Cuban links. Yeah. Designer mix.